Hello, and welcome back to We're Totally Not Okay, But That's Okay, a podcast about the intersection between mass media culture and mental health. I'm Kaylee Legrand, and I'm on my own for this one because this episode is an extra tidbit that we're throwing your way. Free candy, if you will. Not that I advocate taking free candy, especially from strangers, but we're not strangers because at this point I feel like you know me. As mentioned in an earlier episode, I promised to provide you with an audio version of an exit lecture from my thesis course professor in university, one of my favorite professors, Sharon Slowinski. It's an adaptation of a commencement address given by Mark Danner at Berkeley in 2005. It was published in the New York Review of Books, and it sat with me since that day. In fact, I loved this speech so much that as I watched Professor Slowinski read from the paper, I made the decision to go up to her afterwards and ask her for the copy she read from. She gave it to me, and it has stayed with me ever since. Uh, it's a while. For those who don't know, I graduated from university a while ago. We won't say how many years. That doesn't matter. What matters is that it has traveled with me for years, and currently sits pinned on my cork board so that I can look at it every day. And I think being at the beginning of 2017, I mean, we're into February now, but time keeps marching on and so much keeps happening in this world that makes, at least me, feel helpless. There's been a lot happening out of our control and I'm sure it can make you feel like you want to do something, like you want to join the resistance, like you want to try to make the world a better place for everybody to live in. But trying to find solutions, even just trying to find your own way in this world, can be difficult. Maybe you joined a protest. Maybe you marched with women around the globe. Maybe you wrote a letter to Congress and... Maybe you're still looking around, wondering why you feel like your world is on fire. Maybe you feel like what you're doing doesn't make a difference. And I promise you, there are people out there right now who are trying to make you feel exactly that way. Who are trying to make you tired of trying, of questioning, of fighting for what you believe is right. And all they have to do to win is not give up. Conversely, same goes for you. I'm not here to tell you that things are going to get better or that they're going to get worse before they get better. I don't know how shit's going to turn out. Nobody does. That's the scary thing. That's also the great thing. All I want to say to you is that if you've been feeling exhausted and lost, you're not alone. I promise you that. I also promise that it hurts more to give up. So instead, I've been thinking about how cool it is to see the formation of this resistance worldwide. You know, the kind of thing that seems so incredible that it should be written into fiction. The things we make movies about. And then the nerd in me realizes 
we're living Star Wars. And we all get to be Jin Erso, or Rey, or Finn, or Luke. In fact, they are now living vicariously through us. So let them keep digging away. Keep fighting for what you believe in, and turn to your Yodas every once in a while when you need a pick-me-up. For me, I find Yoda in my friends and my family, and the speech from long ago that has traveled far and wide that I keep coming back to whenever I feel lost to remind myself to not give up. And I want to share it with you. So here's my Yoda. In lieu of an exit lecture, I wanted to say a few words about your chosen major. I admit this is largely addressed to those of you who are graduating, but I think it is still relevant to those who still have time left in the program. I've learned since coming here that some of you, and probably all of you at some point or another, become preoccupied with a nagging question. MIT. What are you going to do with that? To be an MIT major is to live not only by questioning, but by being questioned. It is to live with a question mark placed squarely on your forehead. It is to live, at least some of the time, in a state of existential dread. To be a humanist, and I think we should situate MIT squarely within the humanist disciplines, means not only to see the surface of things and to see beyond those surfaces, but to place oneself in a state of opposition. This state, however subtle, is an opposition that society will seldom let you forget. They will ask you, media studies, what are you going to do with that? The question might come from friends, relatives, and perhaps even from the odd parent. It is probably not easy to be an MIT major these days, or indeed any student of the humanities. It requires a certain kind of determination and a refusal. An annoying refusal for some of our friends and families and for a good many employers to make decisions, or at least to make the kind of practical decisions that much society demands of us. It represents a determination that is not only to do certain things, to read certain books, to learn about certain theories, to acquire a certain cast of mind, but also to not do certain things. Which is to say, not to decide right now how you will earn your living. Not to decide how you will justify your existence. For in the view of a large part of society, the age-old existential question has become a resoundingly economic one. Who are you has become, what do you do? Which is an underhanded way of saying, what is your economic justification for being? MIT majors and other determined humanists distinguish themselves not only by reading Adorno or Habermas or Freud or Susan Sontag, but by refusing, in the face of overwhelming pressure, to answer that nagging question. Whether we acknowledge it or not, whether we know it or not, and whatever you eventually decide to do with that, you have chosen moral imagination over securing your economic justification. Such an attitude 
has never been particularly popular. It has become downright suspect since September 11, 2001, and you are the class of 9-11. Which means that, whether you know it or not, by declaring yourselves as questioners, as humanists, you have already gone some way in defining yourselves, for good or for ill, as outsiders. You have doomed yourselves by learning how to read, learning how to question, learning how to doubt. Now is one of the most difficult times in recent memory to have those skills. And now that you have gotten them, or are in the process of getting them, they will not be easy to discard. Finding yourself forced to see the gulf between what you are told about the world, whether by the government or your boss or family, and what you yourself can't help but understand about the world is not always a welcome vision to have. It can be burdensome and awkward, and it won't always make you happy. But whatever you decide to do with that, whether you end up becoming writers or journalists or lawyers or executives, I hope you will keep faith with the humanists and with your own questioning spirit. Thanks for tuning into What Knock. If you have Yodas you want to share with us, send them to us on Facebook. We want to hear your Yodas. Till next time, stay weird. (laughs) 